Has anybody seen a show called Find My Family? Okay, so if you haven't seen the show called Find My Family, it's about finding your family. <laughs> um, it's about finding people who have been, you know, um, disconnected from their families, finding them. Some of the, st- I love it. It's my favorite show. I don't watch much television, but I love Find My Family because I just love people and I love stories about people and I love especially stories about families being reconciled and people finding their identity. Do you know when you're separated from your parent as a child, you really are looking for identity your whole life? And it's amazing in these stories. I was watching one the other night. There was a guy who was given up at birth and he hadn't seen his father for 45 years or something like that. And and his whole life, he got you know, raised by an adoptive father that was fantastic, adoptive parents, and he was really happy with that and everything. But there was always this yearning in his heart to meet his real father. And then 45 years later, of course, they find the father, and the father had always been yearning for the son. It was just like a 14-year-old girl that had gotten pregnant, and her 15-year-old boyfriend wasn't allowed to see her or the baby, and they made her give it up for adoption. And this father... 45 years later, had been yearning for this son. And, the, and when they got together and they looked at each other's eyes, there was this recognition, you're my father, I'm your son, and we fit and it works. And there was tears. What are those tears about? You don't even know this other person, but there's tears because there's a divine connection. You know what I mean? There's a connection. And I was thinking about it the other night when I was watching it. I was thinking, what is that connection that people have, that they can be just separated for all those years and yet they still need that recognition, this is my dad, I am his son. You know, that is so like the kingdom of God. That is so like us, that we are just like kids that are walking around trying to find our father. And when we do get connected with our father, as when we're born again, there's that connection that makes us realize who we really are. And how many of you know that it takes years and years and years to actually, that to sink in, that I found my dad and my dad's found me and I knew who I am. Let's have a look at this 1 John 3, 1. Let's have a look at this scripture here. 1 John 3, 1. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are. Here's another scripture, John 1, 12 to 13. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. We're speaking about Jesus, amen, the name of Jesus. He gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. And you know what? God was thinking about you and predestined that you would be his child. Let's have a look at this, Ephesians 1.4. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons, and I say daughters, through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through the blood, forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace, that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding, 
and made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ. Do you know that God, even before you were even created, Psalm 139 says that he watched you while you were being formed in your mother's womb. He knew every day of your life and he wrote it in a book. This is God we're talking about. God is your father, your father, your father in heaven. You know, when you come to church, you're not just coming to a building, but you're coming to your father's house. This is your father's house right now. This is, this is his lounge room. And, I, and we're, we're here, we're just his kids talking about our father. And when we talk about our father, he says that he would be here with us. And he would remind us that we are his children. Our father is here with us. I know we pray, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And a lot of the time as Christians, we can be our father who art in heaven. He's out there somewhere. God is out there somewhere. But God, our father, is with us. And when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he just zones right in on you and he finds you and he loves you and he wants to lavish on you. He wants to get so close to you. You know, I see in these these shows, once they meet, the majority of the time they want to stay in contact. They want to get to know. They said, I want to make up for all these years, Dad, that I haven't seen you, that I haven't been with you. What is it like, you know, when we come to Jesus? I know when I came to Jesus, when I first saw Jesus, I thought, man, I was 21 at the time. I thought, I've got 21 years where I haven't known my dad was my father, where I got to get to know him. And now I'm, I've known him. I won't tell you how many years because then you'll work it out. You'll do the math and you'll go, I know how old you are. No. I have known him many more years since then. And he's still unraveling and uncovering his love for me. You know, don't think that you got it wired, the love of the Father, just because you're saved and you're a Christian. You know, that love that he has, it says that we will go into eternity and every day of eternity will never be boring because every day will be, it will be revealed to us, the love of God, just a little bit more. It says that the angels fly around the throne saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy. And it's every time they fly around, they see another aspect of God. They see another part of God that they're just freaking out about. You know, every time you come to church, your father wants to connect with you again. And your father God wants to remind you, you're my child. I'm your dad. He wants to speak to you. You know, we, we get so busy in our lives that we just don't stop and listen. But God, when you come into this house, when you come into his presence, even in your lounge room, even when you're driving the car, God wants to come and sit in the passenger seat of your car. You say, God? Yeah, I mean God, your father. Your father who art in heaven wants to be here with you on earth. That's why he sent Jesus Christ to die for your sin so you could be reconciled back with him. His plan since the beginning of time has always been that he would be your dad and you would be his child. See, many people have a wrong concept of God. They think he's this God that's judging you. He's sitting in heaven and just judging, judging, judging you. And he's, and he's, he's there to watch everything that you do. Some young people probably think God's watching me and, and I've just got to be good and I've got to try and be good because God's... No, you've got to be good because you love God and because you don't want to hurt him, Amen he loves you amen you know we can actually come to God and and not even realize that we're his kids 
not even realize that we have so much that is opened up for us. Have a look at this scripture here. You know, let me say this first. When, I, when we read the scriptures and it says adoption, does anybody get confused about that, that we're adopted? Into, and it, sort of mean, it sort of sounds like we don't belong to God in the first place, but, you know, he's kind of been nice to us and he let us in. You know, like because that's what happens when you're adopted, isn't it? You don't belong to the parents, but they let you into their family and into their home, and they adopt you in. And so, but you're always kind of a second-class citizen, or you always feel like you don't quite belong. Amen. So when I use that word "adopt," it's hard. I know that I had a foster brother, and there was five of us kids, and Mum took another kid in when um, he was like three. This little deaf boy. And she brought him home and, you know, and we did everything we could to make him feel a part of our family. But today in his 40s, he won't come near us because he, he, he just knows that you're not my family. I've tried to fit. I've tried to do everything I can, but I just can't fit. I mean, he had red hair and freckles. He was never going to look like us. But you know what I mean? He just couldn't fit. You know, and sometimes when we read the word adoption, we think it's like that. Like, I've been adopted in this family, but I really don't belong, and I really don't look like my dad, and I'm trying to fit, but I just don't fit properly, and I wish I could fit. I wish I could. You know that the enemy would love you to feel as if you were illegitimate, like you didn't really belong, like you were just kind of like, you just scraped it in, God's just putting up with you because, you know, well, his son died for you, and he'll accept you, but you're nowhere near as good as his real kids, the Jews or whoever they are. You know what I mean? But you see, adoption is different to God. When God talks about adoption, he's talking about that he's adopting you back, that you are actually his in the first place. The, you know, he made you in your mother's womb, but you were born into sin and sin separated you from him. And just like on that show, you were kind of separated from God and God then went on a search for you. You know, you didn't first call God. You didn't first say, I think I'll go find God. God was already looking for you. It's the scriptures say God called you first. No one can come to the Father. No one can come to the Son unless the Father first calls him. You can't even know about Jesus Christ unless God's first calling you. You see? And Father's been calling you since you before you were formed in your mother's womb. And when you finally listen to him and say, I hear you, God. I'm accepting the way back through your son. I've been separated from you through sin, but I'm accepting the way back, and I want to be with you, God, and I want to be your child. Then he adopts you back in. See, in Jewish culture, what they would do with the, with the boys is that when the boy turns about 13, they would say to the rabbi, you take my son, and he'll live with you for a while, and he will... You train him up and you teach him in the ways of God, right? And then you send him back when he's done. And when they send him back, the father actually adopts the son, his own son, back into the family, but he adopts him back into manhood. Do you know what I mean? Because he says, my son is dead, now he's alive. And that's why you see in the prodigal son, when the son took his inheritance and ran off, the father says, my son is dead, my son is dead, because the son hadn't gone to the rabbi to learn, the son had gone to the world and run away with the inheritance, you see. But when the son came back, the father proclaimed, my son was dead, 
but now he's alive. And he opened his arms and he embraced him and he lavished gifts on him. He lavished everything. You see, the inheritance was always there for the son to have. Not just the portion that he had taken and run away with, but everything that the father owned was the son's. Amen? And you know, as, as, as people of God, sometimes we think that we don't really deserve sonship or real daughtership, that we're just kind of, we made it in, we don't fit that well. You know, we don't accept that we're actually our children of God. And therefore, we feel like we don't deserve all the blessings that go with being a child of God. So, oh yeah, I can see that he gets blessed or she gets blessed because they really are a child of God. But me, I'm just adopted in. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm like the runt of the family or something or, or the black sheep of the family. Galatians three, twenty-six and 29 says this, you are all sons of God. And I want to say daughters as well. So when I say sons, it means sons and daughters. You are all sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You are heirs right now as children, as sons and daughters of God. Everything your father has right now, you are heirs to that. And so many times we feel like we have to beg God or we have to, you know, behave right or do right to feel like we're going to get something from God. But it says here that God wants to lavish out upon us. Every good thing. He wants to lavish. How great is the love that the Lord has lavished on us that he would call us sons and daughters of God. He has lavished it on us. And then we, and we say, oh God, you know, poor insignificant me. God, maybe you could just bless me. You know, I know I don't deserve it, but, but you know, God is saying, you are my son. You are my daughter. And everything I have is yours. If you would just believe who you are. If you could just believe who you are, then I have everything in heaven for you waiting. Not when you get to heaven, but now. I have a storehouse waiting for you of good things. I have so much love to give you that you cannot even contain it. I want to open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on you that you cannot even contain. And yet we don't receive it because we don't believe that we deserve it. Because I'm just adopted in. I just made it in. Maybe you don't even know God tonight as your father. You've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you're saying, well, I'm right out. But your father is calling you tonight by name. He says he calls us by name. Do you know that your father in heaven sits in heaven And he cries out for you every day. Do you know that his son intercedes for you at the right hand of the father, crying for you, calling out for you, wanting you to know the truth, wanting your mind to be renewed so you would know how much he loves you. You know, love, we talk about love. It's so cheap. I love pizza. I love TV. I love my girlfriend. I love my dad. I love God. But this love that God speaks about is agape love. 
It means unconditional love. You don't have to do anything to prove it. You don't have to do anything to win God's love. You don't have to cut yourself up, lay down, scream, fast, pray. This agape love is completely unconditional. It is yours free. It's absolutely yours free. Listen, 1 Corinthians 2.8 says this, listen. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. See, you're never going to know what God has prepared for you if you don't know the Holy Spirit. And you don't know how to listen to the Holy Because the Holy Spirit's job is to reveal the Father. That's his job. He's always deferring to the Father. Jesus is always deferring to the Father. Holy Spirit's deferring to the Father. Holy Spirit's deferring to Jesus. They all defer to each other. You see? But it says, but God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things. Even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? And in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. We need the Holy Spirit to testify to us of our belonging. The Holy Spirit will tell you where you belong and who you belong to. The Holy Spirit will reveal to you the Father. Romans 8.15 says this, For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. When you received Jesus Christ, you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, fear of rejection, fear of not being good enough. Amen? Fear of trying to please God and not quite making it. You did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. But what did you receive? You received the spirit of sonship. The spirit of daughtership. When you were born again, you became a son and a daughter of your father. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. By the spirit inside of you. Something rises up that says, Abba, Father. What does Abba mean? It means Daddy. You see, it's no longer our Father who art in heaven. Suddenly, when you get this revelation and the Holy Spirit inside you begins to witness with your spirit that you are a son and a daughter of God, then from somewhere deep inside of you, you start to say, Daddy, Daddy. And you'll start to relate to God that he's more than just a far-off person that's watching you from a distance, that he is your father, he is your daddy. And verse 16 says, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. You are an heir with Jesus Christ right now. When Jesus Christ rose from the dead on the third day, 
and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Everything in heaven and on earth and under the earth was put under his feet and under his name. And everything was brought under his control. And so when you come in to partnership with Jesus Christ, you're believing in him and come back to your father, are reconciled to your father. Everything that belongs to the father, that belongs to Jesus in heaven and on earth and under the earth is yours because you're a co-heir with Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, if, you know, many of us speak about inheritance and we speak about, you know, it, that we get an inheritance if, if a relative dies or if something happens. But do you know what? You, you don't have to wait to have your inheritance for a relative to die. Jesus Christ already died that you might have your full inheritance. Payment in full. When he hung on that cross, what was the words that he said? It is finished. Paid in full. There is no more price to pay. It's paid in full. And everything that the Father has to lavish on you is yours right now. Right now. Not when you're good enough. Not when you've been a Christian long enough. Not when you've read enough scriptures, prayed enough prayers, fasted enough, gone without food enough. Right now, it's yours. Right at this very moment in time, it's yours. And the Holy Spirit wants to testify to you that you are a son and a daughter of God, 